0: Thank you. Comics, everyone. I am your host, Matthew B. Lloyd. Thank you for joining me as always. And like last year, at this time we're going to do a Christmas episode. Although, unlike last year, this is going to be a different kind of Christmas episode. Last year, you'll recall, we did uh, the first Christmas spirit story by Will Eisner from uh, 1940. And this year, uh, we're gonna do something different, and it's going to be. I had thought about doing the different Christmas spirits uh, each year, but as uh, I was as I was rereading all the Earth to Helena Wayne Hunter stories for something else I'm working on, it occurred to me that uh when when i stumbled when i stumbled when i reread issue 184 of the brave and the bold from 1982 i believe it is uh, yeah 82 it occurred to me that this would be an amazing uh issue to cover for a christmas episode and i thought well this features right in with uh the Earth 2 in the Bronze Age podcast, if anyone has listened to that, and this is an issue we're going to get to eventually on that show as we go through all the Earth 2 stories in order. However, it's a Christmas story, and it just seemed like it was the right thing to cover this on Classic Comics. So... It is uh, it's an old comic. It is 41 years old this year. So 41 years ago at Christmas time this uh, this book was on the stands. It would have been in, on the stands in December. So I decided we would officially step our put our toe into the Bronze Age on classic comics. As you know, it's uh, been almost exclusively golden Age stuff. Uh, a few Silver Age things here and there. Uh, but this time, I thought, I really want to do this. It fits with the Earth-2 and the Bronze Age podcast, and we'll hit it again eventually, and I'll probably have a whole separate reading for it as we, uh, so we can have the context for it. But uh, right now we're going to jump in with this, and Batman's had some good Christmas stories over the years. So this is uh, The Brave and the Bold, number 84, starring Batman and the Huntress, and it's going to be the Earth-1 Batman. Uh, the cover is uh, Batman pulling his cowl off in front of his parents graves uh, yelling uh, very loudly my parents deserve to die and the Batman must die as well and behind another uh, gravestone the huntress looks on uh, worried and uh, it says a different Yule, ki- a different kind of Yule Tide tale, the Batman's last Christmas, and uh, covers by Jim Aparo, as is the art on the inside. Um, oh, and the cover—it's a snow-covered scene in the cemetery as well, setting the setting the Christmas mood. So our first page opens up at Gotham's uh, Gotham Children's Home, uh, the orphanage, has some kids playing with some toys that look kind of beat up. Uh, there's a tap at the door. Is one of the ladies who, the lady who works there, doesn't know what it is, comes to the door, opens it, and is surprised to see that there is a bag of uh, presents outside the door. You can see the wreath on the door. It's clearly Christmas time. They're all decorated. And as she hands out the presents to the kids, the kids are all excited and happy and opening gifts, and she starts to cry out of joy. She looks out looks out the door, takes a step out onto the snow-covered porch and looks up and all we see is the uh, the Batman's shadow falling onto the porch where she's standing and she just says, thank you. So, that's what Batman's up to Christmas. Uh, we turn the page and we've got a uh, change in scenes. We're on the roof of police headquarters. You've got Gordon there with a officer. The bat-signal's Uh, "'shining in the air. "'Maybe you should get in out of the cold, Commissioner. "'He doesn't look like he's coming, sir.' "'He'll come, Haggerty. He always comes.' "'Thanks for the vote of confidence, Commissioner. "'The Batman's last Christmas. "'Sometimes I feel like you'll always be here when I arrive. "'Not much longer, Batman. "'Now that Hamilton Hills won the mayoral election, "'he'll see to that. "'I know he's certain to get rid of you "'when he takes office, sir. but I wouldn't worry. "'You've outlived hostile administrations before, "'and I know you'll do it again.' They've stepped inside his office now, and he's sitting, and Batman's got a reassuring hand on Gordon's shoulder. Thank you, Batman. I needed to know that. No commissioner. You just needed to hear it again. Now, what else can I do for you? The dynamic here is interesting. It's uh, It really shows the the humanity of, of the way Batman was portrayed in this... Uh, in this era, the Bronze Age, because this is early 80s, this isn't even the mid-70s. I mean, there's a there's a lot of humanity here with him him and Gordon and delivering the presents to the kids at the orphanage. So our scene shifts now to Batman on some snow-covered rooftops with a snow falling and uh, Gordon's ...narrating to Batman, so it's a nice bit of storytelling where you have the narration of what Gordon has already said to him in the office, but it shows Batman in action trying to uh, follow up on what Gordon has said. It's the local mob, old friend. One of the local bosses, Spurs Sanders, has just found the records his accountant was going to turn over to us. The grapevine says one of Sanders' gunsles had picked up the records to return them to Spurs. We want those records, Batman." but Sanders' man could be anywhere in six square blocks where my man chased him before losing him. Can you help us, Batman? And so now we have Batman thinking to himself, hmm, he's probably wearing some sort of disguise and carrying the records in something, and he sees the people in the street, Santa Claus with a bag, uh, a mom and a and a son carrying presents, and a man in a coat with a Fedora. Bingo, says Batman. And Santa Claus starts to yell when Batman swings down onto the street. The end of this chase is a foregone conclusion. So we'll turn our attention to the Justice League transporter tube atop one of the Gotham's highest structures. Normally the tubes are invisible until activated, like now. So what we have here is uh, the transporter tube that's going to bring uh i don't know if she's coming down from the satellite or she's coming down from the uh from earth to itself but the huntress is appearing in the transporter tube and she says sure is strange to leave one gotham city then reappear in almost an exact duplicate of another another earth that's right reader though there are at least two earths in the multiverse existing on separate vibrational planes Earth 1 heralds the Justice League as its champions, while Earth 2 is the home of the Justice Society. Things differ between the two earths. For instance, this woman is the daughter of the deceased Bruce Wayne of Earth 2, and the awesome figure we reverently call the Batman. She refers simply to as Uncle Bruce. Hope he doesn't mind if I spend Christmas with him. I just couldn't take the holidays alone. But what can I get him for a present? What do you give the what do you give the man who has almost everything? So, the huntress and bruce wayne first met back in batman family number 17 i think it's 1979 i didn't pull that uh, date up exactly but it's 78 or 79 not too long after her first appearance and in that I- issue she comes over meets uh batman and robin for the first time the earth one batman and robin and they obviously get to know each other as and uh and in ensuing stories, uh, she feels compelled to call him Uncle Bruce, and uh, think of him as you know, sort of a not quite my father, but fairly close. And uh, just two issues previous to this, uh, Batman goes to Earth Two and teams up with Earth Two Robin as they uh, have an adventure with the Earth Two Batwoman, Kathy Kane, and at the time in continuity. Earth-1 Kathy Kane had just died. Well, she's obviously back in new continuity, but in the original Earth-1 continuity, she had already died, and so there's a nice uh, poignant moment there for for both uh, Earth-2 Robin as he works with Earth-1 Batman, so someone not quite as mentor but close, and Earth-1 Batman sees a Kathy Kane, who is older, who has lived on, uh, who did not die as young as the, as her Earth One counterpart. So back to the story, and we are back to Batman catching the Santa Claus. Not so fast, Santa. That gun may work wonders against reindeer, or elves. Smack! He fires a gun, but against me, you might as well use a bundle of switches. Better gather up those files before the snow does any damage to them. As Batman picks up uh, the files, he sees something on, in one of them. My God, it can't be. The file says my father, Thomas Wayne, loaned money to Sanders, so Sanders could become a mob boss. My father, bankrolling a gangster? I, I can't believe it. But what, what if it's true? And then the Santa Claus, the fake Santa that is uh, Batman seems to have forgotten about, uh, pulls his gun back out as he lays in the snow and in the, in the garbage in the side of the building. Don't know what's got the Batman all hot and bothered, but he appears to have forgotten about me. Merry Christmas, Batman. You're last. And then out of nowhere comes a dagger that knocks the gun out of his hand. The blunt end of the dagger, the, 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 hilt, the, the hilt, or the handhold, not the uh, the handle, not the pointed end. Ah, oh, who in? I doubt that hot lead was anywhere near the top of his Christmas list, punk. So be glad I just used the butt end of my dagger, or your fellow inmates would be calling you lefty. Thank you, Helena. I hadn't expected to see you here, but your entrance was right on time. i traced you by your JLA JLA communicator, Uncle Bruce, but are you alright? You don't seem quite yourself. You may have hit on exactly the problem, Helena. After reading the contents of this file, I'm not sure who I am anymore. The police will take care of him, Helena. Right now, I need to talk. Just leave the way, Uncle Bruce. I've always got time for you. And just so you know, Helena did hit him, kick him hard enough to knock him out so he's unconscious and is not hearing Batman's uh, Batman's secret identity. Not long after, in the penthouse atop a gaily lit Wayne Foundation building, so when Cousin Dick told me how you and he solved a case on Earth too, I realized how long it had been since I'd seen you. That's the story to which I was just referring. It's actually footnoted here for Braving uh, the Bowl number 182. And I decided to remedy the situation. Um, thank you, Alfred. Your Christmas cookies are almost as good as my Alfred's. If you know what I mean. I, uh, I believe I do, Miss Helena. Thank you. Helena, I still can't tell you how disturbing this is to me. i dedicated my life to avenging my parents' deaths. And now to find out my father may have been a criminal, a gangster. But you're more than just an avenger. You're a detective. Use your abilities. Investigate. Uncover the truth. You're right, Helena. For instance... It's two days before Christmas, the perfect time for Bruce Wayne to call in some old friends he hasn't seen in years, like my father's accountant, for example. I knew you'd think of something, Uncle Bruce. We'll get to the bottom of this, together. As Bruce walks off, Helen looks out the window and watches the snow and thinks to herself, We have to. I just couldn't bear to see what happened to my father happen, Uncle Bruce. They say history repeats itself on the two earths, but it mustn't this time. It just can't. And, of course, she's referring to the fact that, uh, you know, her father uh, is already passed and retired. Not only retired, but he's since passed and died. Two days before Christmas. Uh, Just a moment, Mr. Wayne. I'll see if Mr. Randolph can receive visitors. Are you sure this is a home, Uncle Bruce? It looks more like a hospital. Amos Randolph is a very sick man, Helena. Frankly, I was a little surprised to find him still alive. Mr. Randolph may see you for one half hour, Mr. Wayne. The darkness seems to cling to the walls like frost to permeate the air like snow. Hello? Is anyone there? Then in a voice like crackling parchment, Bruce! Bruce! Wayne! Is it you? It is, Mr. Randolph. Merry Christmas, sir. And to you, my boy, but who's this with you? Uh, This is my uh, cousin Helena. She's from out of town. Good to meet you, Helena. Kind of you to visit an old man. God, you take after Bruce's mother, you do. Uh, thank you mr. Randolph his hands so cold sorry I can't offer you young people a fire but the smoke aggravates my emphysema <coughs> quick with that sherry Wally and bring me a glass too uh, you know I can't do that mr. Randolph doctor's order sir before I forget sir there's a little something under your front your tree as Bruce hands uh, the old man a gift why, how kind of you, Bruce. Wally, would you open it, please? My arthritis is acting up again. Certainly, sir. Why, how thoughtful your parents, you and me. Lord, must be years ago, the happiest years of my life. I knew I could count on you, Mr. Randolph. I need your help. I need to examine my father's financial records from about 25 years ago. Do you have them, sir? Why, yes, Bruce. Your father was always careless about documents and such. I've kept them all these years. Wally? Here they are, mister Randolph, and apparently there's an entire library of uh financial records for the people that this uh accountant worked for. Why, this is the most disturbing, Bruce. Your father made monthly withdrawals of ten thousand dollars. He never mentioned them to me. I wonder why. Hella thinks it looks bad. Those dates correspond exactly with the dates Spurs Sanders claims to have received payments from Bruce from Grandfather, uh, Uncle Bruce's father. There, Helena mixing up that it's not actually her dad that uh, she's talking to, but uh, Uncle Bruce. A nice little subtle touch to show how easy it is for her to think of Bruce's, her father at times, and to build that family bond, even if it is across parallel Earths. And soon. Thank you for your help, Mr. Randolph. Merry Christmas. And to you, my boy, please drop by again. He can't be older than 60. What happened to him, Uncle Bruce? Some sort of nerve disease, Helena. It aged him before his time. Believe me, I know how he feels. They're out on the street now. You mustn't give up yet, Uncle Bruce. We still have one source to check. I know, Helena. Spurs Sanders himself. And they show up at another mansion, uh, snow-covered with some Looks like a couple guards up front with Tommy guns. (laughs) Spurs Sanders considers himself a simple man, and as such, he enjoys the comforts of home, specifically the estate he calls the Double S. To protect those comforts, he employs many well-trained security guards, but not, it seems, well-trained enough. And Batman takes their heads, clunks them together, and knocks them out. Hood's always overlooked the obvious, Helena, like camouflage for an ambush. Remember me. Promise me you'll remember that. I will. Good. Then let's not waste any time in paying Mr. Sanders the compliments of the season. Rain it in there, Batman. No need to be tearing up my ranch. If you wanted to palaver, all you had to do was ask. You can cut that western lingo. Spurs. I happen to know you've never been west of the Gossam River. I want information, Spurs, on your connection with Thomas Wayne. Uh, don't know who the filly is, but she's darn sight easier in the eyes than that kid in the shorts and uh, since you obviously got my records, you're calling the square dance. I'll play this for you, but remember, it ain't evidence legally, it'll answer your questions. It's a deal Spurs, I'll invest my money in your battle for the Gotham mobs, and you make me rich. That voice, unmistakable, even after all these years. It's my father. I reckon you've heard enough, partner. And I do mean partner. You obviously don't want Wayne's connection with me made public. And I can oblige Wayne's Wainsley White Rep that stays clean if you give me those records. Don't do it, Batman. The only thing I'll do is leave Sanders before I do something you'll regret. I'll be waiting for your answer, Batman. Merry Christmas, not laughter. You'll excuse me, Helen. I'd like to be alone for a while. Wait, Uncle Bruce, don't. Too late. But I know you need to follow him to where he's going. I went there with my father often enough. I didn't want to believe it. No, no. I didn't want to believe it, Dad, but that tape was the clincher. I realize now that you're not the good, decent man whose deaths I've tried to avenge all these years. In fact, you're no better than the worst criminals I've fought in your name. To continue the Batman's career would make me as much a hypocrite as you were, so I've decided it's time for the Batman to die. And we have the cover uh, recreated here inside, or rather, he has recreated the cover uh, from this one panel on page 12. Uh, with Bruce in front of the his parents uh, his parents graves and Helena looking out from beyond uh, uh, behind another tombstone it's uh it's not a uh, a reuse of uh, of an image made into a cover it is a completely different drawing that captures almost everything identically pretty cool looking <laughs> Helena puts her head in her hand and as she squats behind the tombstone. Grief wells within her and it is all she can do to keep it still for she remembers. Remembers how on her native world her father likewise dropped the dark mantle of the Batman when he held his dying wife, the huntress's mother, in his arms. Remembers the events may repeat themselves on the two worlds and remembers that even the strongest of men on any world is but a man after all. And we have uh, double images here One of Helena's dad, and one of uh, Earth One Bruce, in the moment, walking away from the graves, as Earth Two Bruce uh, walks away from the dead body of his wife and Helena's mother, Catwoman. Soon, Playboy Bruce Wayne is again seen frequenting his favorite nighttime spots, but with the fire within quenched, the man is no longer the same. He's there, but not in spirit. He's completely dis uh, uh disenchanted and and distant and the former master of the night has become simply another of its many victims okay i'm going to give you a little uh... classic comics uh, connection here page thirteen if you ever happen to get this issue and you know what i'm going to share it i'm going to get a picture of it right away and i'm going to share this so you can see what i mean the last panel on this page thirteen if you look at it and you go back and look at some of the milton kniff tearing the pirate stuff Especially stuff in the snow. This is a this is a homage to Kniff. I don't know if there's a particular image or panel he's he's homaging, but the but the drawing itself is that is exactly what Kniff would do. From the way it's laid out, where the main character is in the very center, sort of in the middle of the space, uh, almost entirely in shadow. And then there are people in different parts of the space near and further away that are also shattered, except the thing the character nearest us, which you just see a little bit of because they're not that important he's the he's the important part Bruce's and the background is buildings on the other side of the street even says something Army and Navy, and I really wish I could he had put something like Kniff's Army Navy or Uncle Milt or something to uh to really drive home exactly what, uh, uh, you know, what he's imaging here, but I, it looks so much like uh, a Kniff here in the Pirates uh, panel, so be on the lookout for that, if I can find a, a, a Kniff panel that, that illustrates what I'm talking about, I'll share that too, and we get a close-up of a father and son, gee, dad, this is going to be the best Christmas we ever had, and you deserve it, son, for putting up with me. There's my pigeon. He claims Batman took the files from him, but he's still a loose end. So there's a, a gangster type watching this guy and his son. So this is the uh, Santa Claus uh, that Batman stopped earlier. And Spurs says loose ends got to be tied up permanent. Dad, Dad, look out, Jimmy. Two tons of careening death near another of the night's would be victims. But then Huntress swoops in and grabs the guy and saves him. "'I thought they might make a try for you, friend. "'You and your son can hold at this address "'till the excitement dies down. "'Dad, you're safe.' "'He... Bruce is there watching. he "'He's a criminal, but his son would have been shattered "'if he died, just as I was when my parents died. Uncle Bruce, are you all right? "'I saw you watching, and "'I'm the best I've been in days, Helena, "'because I've just realized that Batman existed "'for more reasons than fighting crime. "'He exists to spare others the loss.' I felt when my parents died. A loss I felt, even though they were also criminals. Exists? you mean? I mean, I've got to get to the bottom of this, Helena, and the best place to do that is Wayne Manor. It's it's different, Uncle Bruce, but s- still very much like my own Wayne Manor back home. Hush, Helena. I need to concentrate. Something about this case has been gnawing at my mind. And he thinks back to being a kid. Gee, thanks for the fire engine, Mr. Randolph. But as you know, I wanted one. Did Santa Claus tell you? Someone who loves you much more than Santa Claus, my boy. Someone who I love very much. Your mother and father. That's it. That's it. Bruce remembers. What have you found, Uncle Bruce? I've just been recalling my last Christmas with my parents, Helena, and it's a good thing I did. Or this would have been the Batman's last Christmas as well. Would have been. Oh, Uncle Bruce, you mean... Without another word, Bruce Wayne again takes up the dark mantle of the dread detective, and though Helena Wayne rightly prides herself on being a mature, independent woman, she weeps openly and unashamed like a little girl. Come on, Al. Time to get your working clothes on. Hey, what's the matter? I wasn't gone that long. No. No, you weren't, but for a while, it looked like I would lost both of you forever. So obviously, it's making her think of her, her own father. Minutes later, two cape figures launch themselves into their morning... Into the waning Christmas Eve, and though Helena's mind tells her they are alone, her heart knows better. And she's thinking of her own father at the time, and they're back at Mr. Randolph's place. He's in a uh, in bed, there's a scratching sound, it wakes him up. Oh, my word, who? Don't worry, Mr. Randolph. I've only got a few Christmas presents for you, so I'll bet you won't like it much. Batman has come down the chimney uh, like Santa Claus. My present is the truth, Randolph. I know that Thomas Wayne never made a deal with Spurs, Sanders. It was you disguised as Wayne. How could you know after all these years? He doesn't need to know that Bruce Wayne knows, that even disguised as that, he couldn't control his habit of nervous tapping. Never mind how I know. I know that you sold out a man who trusted you, who loved you for your own greed. You used Wayne's money, which you controlled. You financed Sanders to build your own fortune. You can't prove it can't prove it. You'll you'll never get me in prison. Take a look at yourself, Randolph. You're already in prison. There's a knock at the door. Mr. Randolph, are you all right? Did you have an accident, sir? And then we switch scenes to Spurs Place. You're a liar, little lady. Believe what you like, cowboy. But I'm telling you that's not Thomas Wayne's voice on those tapes. Just a clever imitation. An electronic voice printing will prove it. That ain't evidence in court. No, but if I read but if enough people read it in the Gotham Gazette, they'll believe it. Your hold on Batman just melted away spurs, and he doesn't make deals with crooks. But, well, the records, what do you do with them? Oh, let's just say I gave them to someone, someone who's had a, you at the top of his Christmas list, and then we have a picture of Commissioner Gordon opening his uh, office door with a present outside. At the top of his Christmas list for a long time, and inside, I and mean, when he opens it, are the files. And Helena takes off, leaving uh, Spurs in his nightgown. Merry Christmas, jailbird. Soon the day dawns, and as they have for centuries, families celebrate Christmas with the giving of gifts and the giving of love. Thank you, Helena. You helped me get me back my faith and my cause. I couldn't have asked for a better gift. let me stay with you, Uncle Bruce. Let me watch what you have to do. That'll be my gift. And Bruce goes, as Batman, to his parents' grave again, with Helena standing in the background this time, watching from a distance as the sun comes up on Christmas morning, and he re uh, redoes his oath uh, from his origin in Detective Number 33. And I swear by your spirits to rededicate my life to warring on all criminals. Merry Christmas, Mom and Dad. It kind of chokes you up a little bit, doesn't it? This is a neat page. There's three panels with the actual action, and then uh, there's a nice little Christmas uh, border on the left side, uh, and at the bottom there is a uh, there's a couple angels with a horn and a candle and holly and greenery, and there's a nice list of uh, everyone from the DC staff. It says "Merry Christmas" from the DC staff on a scroll, like a like a uh, a Christmas list, and it looks like they've all signed it. it looks like actual signatures, so. I'm going to see if I can go through and name them all. So we have Jeanette Joe Orlando, Dick Giordano, Paul Levitz, Karen Berger, Bob Rosakis. Ooh, I can't read that one. Uh, that's too hard to read. Ross Andrew, Mike Barr, Pat Bastien, Murray Baltonoff. I don't know that one. Midge, somebody. E. Nelson Bridwell, Albert T. DeGuzman, Jane DeBlanco? I don't know who that is. Shelly Iver. Uh, Carol Fine Carl Gafford he just signs at Gaff though Jack C. Harris Andrew Helfer Nancy Houlihan uh, Robert Kaniger Todd Klein Joe Kubert Paul Kupferberg Bob Lappin Bob LaRose Dave Manick Sheldon Mayer uh, looks like Mary Mobius Irv uh, Novik Tansy I don't know that one Flanagan I don't know uh, Jody Jode Saviak Julia Schwartz Roger Sliffer, uh, Milt Snappen, Robin Snyder, Laurie Sutton, Anthony Tolan, uh, Irene Vartano, Helen Vesic, Carlos Villanueva, Len Ween, and Tom Ziyuko. And the credits on this issue finally show up at the very bottom of the end of the last page. Uh, Mike W. Barr, writer, Jim Apparel artist, Adrian Roy, colorist. Dick Giordano editor and just for uh, just so you know there is a second story here featuring Nemesis a uh, uh, mostly forgotten DC uh, espionage type character but what a nice fun uh, heartwarming Batman tale you don't think of Batman as heartwarming but I know I, uh, when I read this last in my reread of all those Hunter's comics I decided I really had to do it um there' have been some good Batman stories for Christmas, and that's that's one of them. gets you a little emotional thinking about family and parents and children and all that can mean and how important it is for people at a time like Christmas. So I hope you enjoyed that. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas from myself and all of the comics in motion family um. Peace on Earth, goodwill to all. And we'll catch you next time. Now go read some comics, even if it is Christmas. Hopefully you got some in your stocking. (laughs)